All right, welcome to What the Hoot, episode three. This is your host, Katie Boyle, and I'm here with my classmates. I'm Nathan Chan. And I'm Jake Davis. All right, guys. So the Pac-12 decided to reverse their decision of holding off sports until January 1st, which they originally released this summer, after stating that they made a deal with a company called Quidel that allows them to apparently safely test their athletes on a daily basis and alleviated some of their concerns about playing. So the question that we're going to be discussing today is, did the Pac-12 make a mistake by making the decision to come back to football this fall? Yeah, so despite the COVID cases with, for example, Arizona's coach Kevin Sumlin, and you have Toledo's coach Jason Candle, who also got COVID as well, I believe that the um, conferences, universities, and teams will take more precaution knowing that um, they need to keep everyone safe. And they know they got five weeks before the kickoff matches. So as long as they have sorted, everything sorted out before then, and it's better to have the COVID cases come up earlier than later um, when the season starts. I'm going to kind of counter that and ask you a question following up because you mentioned Arizona. But we had Georgia State last week, and they had a human error where they had false positives on the team that made them postpone their game. So even though the Pac-12 is saying that they're comfortable with the decision to come back because of the increased testing and the safety protocols, do you think that that element of human error should keep the level of concern elevated? Or should we take the risk kind of and just see how it goes since it's early on? I mean, it kind of depends, but I'm sure you guys saw last week – the Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, and Tennessee Titans, they all had positive cases of um, COVID-19. So I think that despite those cases, Kansas City Chiefs and the Patriots were still able to postpone their game to Monday night tonight. So I think that as long as teams are able to follow protocol, um, things shouldn't blow up. Jake or Sydney, anything on that? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have false positives if we are going to have human errors just because a false negative would arguably be much worse in that you would play the game with a false negative and potentially have a breakout amongst both teams that played a false positive yeah you postpone the game but you definitely play next week and the team you were going to play against plays next week and it doesn't spread nearly as far as it might that's the thing does the like since there's a false positive that means there could be false negatives and like like it could go either way so if it's showing that there's already an element of error in some way like is that concerning that there's still such uncertainty in the testing itself i mean you're definitely going to have that uncertainty no matter what you do that's just part of a polymerase chain reaction in biology sydney what are your thoughts big words I feel like testing being so uncertain is an even more reason why these um, conferences should have just stuck with their decision. Um, This time is definitely uncertain overall. And we don't know when a cure is coming. We don't know when this will be over. I don't think it will be anytime soon. So, yes, you do have to move on in a sense. But at the same time, you have to take precautions. And right now, I just don't think this season is worth all these conferences going back. I feel like it's all just a ripple effect where the Big Ten said they were going to go back, so now other conferences are like, oh, well, no, we have to compete with the Big Ten, you know what I mean? mean, So it's just a little bit tricky. I mean, the Big Ten is kind of 
acting in response to the other Power Fives, the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 having their seasons. So the argument's kind of, you know, if it, you're not, if you can't be certain that the spring's going to be any better, why not have a fall season? Why not play the games with everyone else? Because the NFL's playing their games. The NHL just wrapped up their playoffs. The rest of college football, for the most part, is playing. So why wait till the spring? I think... I mean, I think the problem there comes in because, like, I mean, we discussed in a previous podcast how the professional teams have the ability to make this, like, super safe atmosphere, right? And that's something that, like, you can't – you can make these protocols about what players can do during the day or, like, academically, but they can't really control all of their outside lives. So there's that part of it. But I think my problem with the football teams kind of going back on their decision is that it's reversing the message that they were giving out in the first place. Cause in the summer they were saying, this is super dangerous. Like this is serious. We're not going to rush into it. We care about our player safety. And here we are like what a month and a half later and they're reversing their statements. So then I guess my question to you, Jake would be, do you think that it causes harm to the nation as a whole since they're changing their stance saying kind of saying that COVID isn't, as big of a concern to them right now because of, yeah, yeah, they have the tests, but we just talked about the uncertainty that there is with that. So, like, do you think that there should be a united message that we need to take COVID seriously from, like, all organizations across the board, including college football, just so we can move on from this instead of trying to rush into it, even though we don't know if it's going to be better in the spring? I think in that regard, you'd have to look at just how the situation is changing, how it's so fluid. Because two months ago, when the Big Ten, when the Pac-12 were making these decisions, we had cases spiking in Florida, across the southern states, in the Midwest. I mean, MLS and NBA were starting their bubbles down in Orlando, and everyone was asking, you know, why, like, why are you starting back up? Two months ago, it looked good. Now it doesn't look so great. And now we're kind of going the inverse. Those breakouts have kind of subsided. The hot spots aren't as strong. I mean, yeah, they're a little bit stronger because we have students returning to campus, but the NFL's managed to get away with traveling around the country. The Eagles just played last night in San Francisco, and, you know, they're not having any issues. So I think college football can get away with it. They can send that message that, you know, we have to take it seriously. We have to be on guard and not make any stupid decisions. We can also live, you know, have some normalcy in our lives. We don't have to be in this full lockdown that we were in back in the spring. Yeah, I feel like my concern with that, though, still is like with that normalcy, like even though they're doing everything they can in person, maybe to make it as safe as possible, like the overall culture of what football is, like it's a social thing. You want to watch a game with friends, you want to go to bars and bars are opening up a little bit. And sure, you can hang out with your social circle, but then. There's that, as Sydney said, that ripple effect, like the things that they, the colleges themselves can't control of those social settings. I think that's, that's a part of it that, I mean, yeah, I think they're considering, but I think that's just a big concern, again, of as a nation. I think they shouldn't be rushing into it right now. Yeah. I also want to go back on that point of normalcy, quote-unquote, only because I feel like as a society, we need to realize that we're never going back to how we were. It's never going to be completely normal. So aiming for that, in a sense, is a little bit unrealistic. So we need to adjust 
And we want to get back to that, but we have to realize that things are going to have to be done a lot different in this new society due to this pandemic. I want to go off what you said, Katie, about having a unified message. Part of the problem with asking the you know, sports leagues and the colleges to do that is we've got 50 different, you know, attacks against the pandemic going right now, 50 different plans and strategies with each state, you know, doing their own thing. We don't have a unified message from our leadership as a country. So to go down and say NFL, NHL, NBA, give us one way to do it is kind of like asking, you know, the governors of each state to come together and pull something off. It's unrealistic. (laughs) That's a fair point. I was just going to say, if it is something that's higher than them, then like, then why try and jump into it? Like why start switching up your opinions and going back and forth on things when you can just take a step back, be like, we're going to get out of this for one season and then come into it. Like why even throw yourself into the mix if it starts so much higher than them? I completely agree. Because you can't win because you can shut down for a season, but your players want to play and your coaches want to play. So even your university, you know, can't get a Towson line. I'm going to throw it to a quick commercial break and then we're going to switch from safety concerns for a second. But today our sponsor is going to be Isgro Pastries. It's down by Queen Village area. If you've never been there, they've got really good biscotti and it got me through my homework this weekend. So I'm saying it's the new SDHM official sponsor. And if we get that going, maybe we'll get some free Italian pastries. But like, who knows? But I think we should go for it. Um, Just a thought. Just throwing it out there. But so we talked about safety and I kind of want to switch it a little bit to why we think the Pac-12 is coming back. And the president of Oregon released a statement, I believe last week I read, that said they're bringing football back to bring hope during a dark time. And I want to know if you guys agree with this or you think that they're doing it simply for financial reasons. Money. Yeah, for sure. I mean, money is definitely (laughs) part of it, but. I really liked how the Pac-12 announced their schedule last Saturday on the ESPN's college college uh, game day, because um, or the Oregon head coach uh, Mario Cristobal was a guest on the show, and I have to say I really liked the energy that he gave up to the viewers of um, uh, ESPN's college game day, because he said he said that um, it's time to play ball and it's about the right time, right? And I agree with him. Everyone has been watching the NBA. Everyone has been watching the NFL return. And despite some issues, I feel like um, the college world has been watching these teams play the whole time. And now it's their time to play ball. That's fair. I think the energy, the energy is a good thing. And I think that like trying to boost morale is good at this time. I just also think how the Pac-12, I think it was the president of the Pac-12 or someone like that, was pushing to try and add more teams to the playoffs. And I think that's just like another show of like, they truly are just doing it for a financial reason. Like it's, yeah, they're boosting morale for like show, but to me it's more of just like purely financial. But I mean, I agree with that. Like I think it is like the energy is good. It's good to try and give that hope to people, but I don't think that's truly their reasoning. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I feel like during the um, COVID time, a lot of the sports teams that have profited most are actually the top teams, whereas um, lower, lower tier schools, um, they're actually suffering more. So by bringing college football back, you can actually provide um, more incentive, more financial support to these um, lower tier team schools. Yeah. Um, 
So I guess to me, like whether or not it's a mistake, like we'll only be able to tell over time if safety wise it's a mistake. Like you're only going to see if they can handle it. If we see what happens with COVID cases, whatnot, then we'll have to let it play out for a couple weeks to see how it goes. But for me personally, I guess my final stance on it is that in the sense of kind of that message that I was talking about earlier and like for a nation as a whole, I think it was a mistake jumping back into a problem that is bigger than college football. That's my opinion. What are your guys' final thoughts on it? I completely agree with you, Katie. I feel like we aren't going to quote unquote learn our lesson until God forbid there's a death of a college athlete. So I feel like it wasn't a mistake just to jump back into it. I feel like this season could have been sacrificed. There's always going to be college football. This one sitting out one season is not going to kill anyone, but playing a season may. So that's my thought. Yeah, Nathan. Interestingly enough, after hearing um, all of your thoughts, I do agree with you guys to a certain extent because, um, for example, like NBA and the NFL, they're in a controlled environment inside the bubble, so it's easier to do all the testing and social distance and keep away from everyone. But with the college football, they're in the college campus setting. And unless they're able to do a similar bubble approach like the NBA and NFL has done, then um, the cases could potentially blow up and cause the season to end right there. So I do think that if they do go for the college football season, they should take um, stricter protocols and follow, uh, follow policies to make sure everyone is safe. Jake Davis, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are obviously biased by the fact that I coach, you know, basically four to 10-year-olds in soccer right now. And we're not testing. We're doing as many precautions as we can, but the kids are going home to their families every day. So if we can pull it off with, you know, preteen children, I don't see why the college teams can't pull it off with all of their athletic departments and other, you know, facilities that they have. Fair. I guess if, if you're living in it, you got a little bit of a different uh, point of view on it. So I see that. All right. Well, interesting conversation, guys. I appreciate the contributions. And uh, we will talk in the next one. See ya. Thank you, guys.